Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for teaching your people how to walk with you, to be led, to be guided and directed by the Spirit of the living God. Father, we ask you to open our eyes to understand the things of heaven. We want to be effective on this earth. We don't want to make mistakes. We don't want to waste our time away by making wrong decisions, going the wrong direction every day. We want to do what is right, what is exactly your will, Father. And we thank you, Lord, for sending your Holy Spirit to be our helper, Lord. And we want to be in fellowship with the Spirit of God every day. We thank you, Father, in the wonderful name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. I read again. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons, parenthesis, daughters of God. As sons and daughters of God, we have the privilege and honor and the right to be led by the Creator. The Creator has three parts, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is sent into this world to be with us so that He can help us guide us and lead us every single day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. This is a privilege. The Almighty God is living on the inside of us and leading us. And we want to follow the pattern of the Bible. The first church in the world, in the book of Acts, the early church time, the disciples were led by the Spirit. Actually, I mentioned in the last teaching that we should call this book the Acts of the Holy Spirit, not the Acts of the Apostles, not the Acts of Evangelists, even though they acted something. But they acted something for God by the leading of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was so real to them. The Holy Spirit was really leading them. And they have a personal experience of being guided by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit was involved in their daily life, in their ministry, in their coming and going, in their talking, everything. The Holy Spirit was involved in these disciples, whether apostle, pastor, prophet, and other disciples that did not have any position in the church. It was so real. And we are in the same church, not the physical church, but we are in the same universal church. If the Holy Spirit was real to them, we should have the same experience because we are worshiping the same God and we have the same Holy Spirit on the inside of us. We should all have experienced the reality, the guidance, the teaching, the leading of the Holy Spirit in our life. I don't know about you. I, as a believer, I make up my mind many years ago, that I will be led by the Holy Spirit every single day. I will be so intimate with the Holy Spirit. 
I want to know Him more and more and more, because I don't want to lead my own life. I want Him to lead me. We're gonna look at some scriptures tonight, how the Holy Spirit worked in the Book of Acts. In Acts chapter eight, verses twenty-eight and twenty-nine, the Bible say, "And on His way home, was sitting in the chariot, reading the Book of Isaiah the prophet." This is talking about a Ethiopian treasurer. This man was not a Jew. He was a Gentile from Ethiopia. He was an official of the government at that time. He was a treasurer. While he was reading the book of Isaiah, trying to understand the gospel, what happened? The Spirit told Philip. Who told Philip? The Holy Spirit. Go to that chariot and stay near it. And you know what happened later on. This man, the Ethiopian treasurer, was born again, baptized in water that day, and the gospel went into that nation. Wow! If the Holy Spirit leads you, you may meet somebody that may shake one nation, one country. One city, you may think that oh, who is this guy? I talk to him and I lead him to Christ. But because the Holy Spirit leads you to meet that person, share the gospel, and you lead that person to Christ, who knows? The whole country may be shaken by the gospel because you obey the voice of the Holy Spirit. Philip, listen to the Holy Spirit, who talked to Philip. Who told Philip what to do on that day? The Holy Spirit. Was the Holy Spirit so real to this man, an evangelist named Philip? Yes, the Holy Spirit was so real. He could hear the voice of the Holy Spirit on the inside of him. In the same way, we can talk to the Holy Spirit. We can hear the Holy Spirit saying something to us, telling us what to do. And we can follow him every single day. Many people say that you know I don't like to be around Christian who always say like this. God tells me to do this, and definitely some people, some Christian are overboard. They try to use the word God to do something so that people cannot argue with them, because when you quote the word God, no one wants to argue anymore, and they say okay. If you God say like that, okay, I'm not gonna stop you or say anything to you. So many people quote God, and you feel annoyed by this kind of behavior, because actually God did not talk to them; they just quote God. But it doesn't mean that that kind of behavior should stop you to listen to the Holy Spirit, and you don't even have to say God tells me. You just know in your heart that. The Holy Spirit is telling you something to do something to say something without saying God tells me. Philip heard what the Holy Spirit said to him, and Philip responded to the voice of the Holy Spirit, and then salvation happened to that man. In the same way, in our ministry, we should also listen to the Holy Spirit all the time. When we should go there. Who should we pray for? What we should say to people? Who we should invite to our house for dinner? 
We should listen to the Holy Spirit all the time in our ministry. Look at Acts chapter 10, verses 9 to 13. The next day, as they went on that journey and drew near the city, Peter went up on the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. Then he became very hungry and wanted to eat. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance and saw, he saw the vision. Heaven open. Everyone say, open heaven. Heaven's still open today. We can connect to heaven. Heaven open. And an object like a great sheet bow at the four corners descending to him and let down to the earth. In it were all kinds of four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things, and birds of the air. And a voice came to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. Peter got in touch with open heaven. He saw heaven. He saw a vision. And then he heard the voice from heaven. We can still hear the voice today. We need to train our spiritual ear to be sensitive to the voice of heaven. We need to train our spiritual eyes to be sensitive to the thing that God wants to show us. And this is my job as a pastor. My job is not trying to entertain you with news from the TV or try to entertain you by telling you a joke story. No, my job is to train you to be very sensitive in your ears that you can connect to open heaven. I will train you to be spiritual people, not carnal people, so that your eyes shall be sensitive to the things of God. That is my job. That's why this church don't believe in entertainment, don't believe in pleasing the flesh. We want to build your spirit up so that you can be strong in your spirit. We want to feed your spirit so that your spiritual eyes shall be strong and sensitive enough to see open heaven. We want to train your spirit, make your spirit strong so that you can have your ears very sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. That's why we produce so many teachings as you listen to many teachings, that the teachings that have the anointing, your spirit will be stronger and stronger and stronger as you get lay hand on and get touched by the spirit on and on, again and again. Your spirit will be stronger to be able to be sensitive to open heaven like Peter. In then Acts chapter 10, verses 19 to 20 say, why Peter thought about the vision. He was pondering about the vision, the Spirit said to him. Who was talking to Peter? The Spirit, not a dog, not a cow, not a golden fish. The Spirit talked to him, said to him, Behold, three men are seeking you. Arise, therefore go down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. The Spirit was so clear. Three men were waiting for you. And they did not come on their own. This is not their own idea. I sent them. Is this happening? God sent you to some place. God sent me to some place. Amen. God sent Pasada to Minnesota in June. And that's why now the church is going to be birthed. The two ladies go to Minnesota. God sent people. 
and you know who God sent to you. If God did not send them to you, don't get involved because you're going to be in trouble. You welcome what the Holy Spirit sent and get involved in that activity and function. So, the Holy Spirit sent these three men to Peter, and the Bible never say that the Holy Spirit spoke to him in an audible voice. No. He heard the Spirit on inside his spirit. The Bible never say he heard an audible voice. I want to say something. Okay, listen carefully. I am not against, and actually I'm for it, the spectacular manifestation of God. You understand? Spectacular manifestation of God. You heard the audible voice. You saw the vision. You see the angel flying around you. Angel show up in your bedroom. Jesus show up in your car, sitting with you. Spectacular miracles and open heaven. But we should not just depend on the spectacular manifestation of heaven. Yes, we welcome. We are not against it. But the all day long, 24 hours a day, Seven days a week, when you wake up in the morning to the time you go to bed, the Holy Spirit can speak to you in here with a very quiet voice in here. You don't need to wait for the angel to show up to tell you, read the Bible. You don't need to wait for Jesus to show up in your bedroom and say, love your wife, happy wife, happy life. You don't need the angel to show up and say, could you please give 10% to your church? No. The Holy Spirit speaks to you through the Bible. Speak to you in your spirit. You need to learn how to listen to the Holy Spirit all the time. Thank God for the spectacular, marvelous manifestation of the Spirit of God. But sometimes the voice of the Spirit comes to you as a thought, as an idea. I will teach you about that tomorrow night. How the Spirit Speak to you as a thought in detail tomorrow night. And the Holy Spirit spoke to Peter, and Peter knew. That's why the Bible was written that way. Peter knew that this is the voice of the Holy Spirit. How many of you know when you heard the voice in your spirit that that is the voice of the Spirit? There are three kinds of voices. You know that? You have to be able to differentiate the voice. If you go in the wrong voice, you're going to get into trouble. Your own voice and demonic voice or Satan voice and the voice of the Spirit. As believers, we need to grow up to be strong enough in our spirit to be able to differentiate your own voice, the voice of the Spirit, or the voice of Satan or demons. And you hear the voice of demon, don't go that way. Say, I resist you, stop, shut your mouth, Get out of here. But if the voice of the Holy Spirit, Amen. I obey you right now. No if and or but. No argument. Amen. You need to understand. And how do you know it's the voice of the Holy Spirit? Number one, the voice of the Spirit will never go against the Bible. If somebody come to the microphone and prophesy something that is not biblical, I need to judge that prophecy. The voice of the Holy Spirit will not go against the character of God. What is the character of God? Love, kindness, mercy, forgiveness, faith, joy, 
all the fruit of the Holy Spirit. If you heard the voice, you must hate your husband. That is not the voice of the Holy Spirit, because the voice of the Holy Spirit will say, "You love your husband, you respect him, you honor him." The voice of the Spirit will go along with what the Scriptures say. Amen. So Peter heard the voice and said, "Behold, these three men are seeking you. I send them to you." He followed the voice of the Holy Spirit. Now I want to encourage you from the practical point of view. It is very important that you ask the Lord for every decision you make in your life, especially major decision such as marriage, such as which church you're going to join in, such as should I go to that city to be a missionary, or should I invest this money? You can waste money away if you don't ask God. You need to ask God for every decision. Please don't just follow people's idea. Just because somebody is doing something, it doesn't mean you have to do like them. I remember when I was a young pastor, brand new pastor, I went to Oklahoma to Pastor Kenneth Hagin Church Revival Meeting, and I saw that they have a we call healing school. I came back home, and I say I'm gonna start a healing school. I like that. I like the healing school. And then after a few days, God spoke to me. The Holy Spirit spoke to me. I never call you to start healing school. What idea is that? I said because I saw him do it. And the Holy Spirit said to me, "No, that's for him, not for you." So please be careful. When somebody does something, it doesn't mean you have to do the same thing. God has specific thing for you. You don't need to follow other people's idea. Because he knows everything about everything, he knows what is best for you. He knows your gift, your calling. What is the best for your life? You should not try to imitate other people. Amen. You should be who you are that God created you to be, and follow the voice of the Holy Spirit. This is a problem in the Christian church. A lot of evil people out there know that. It's so easy to cheat Christian, especially Christian who don't have the Holy Spirit. You know why easy to cheat Christian? People walk into the church, oh, cry, and after a few Sunday they come to you, uh, brother, I really need five thousand dollars. If you don't give me five thousand dollars, I'm gonna lose my home. My wife gonna be on the street. Actually, they don't want to follow God. They just want money from you. And the reason they come to church for money, I get phone call all the time. Sometimes, hello, pastor, I am in trouble. Could you send me two hundred dollars? The church pay. You have to pay. Why? Because they believe that Christians are merciful. Christians are givers and generous, and they are taught to walk by faith, not by sight. So when people walk in, you don't look at them. You just walk by faith. And when people say something, you say, "Okay, lah. I give you money, my brother and sister." Or maybe a man walk into the church, want to get married with you, but he is an evil man, and he come with a nice car, and say, "Come with me. I will follow God with you." But after you get married, disappear. 
He never come to church again. You need to be careful. The Bible never say you don't walk by sight, but walk by faith in man. You can love people, but you don't need to trust man. You can love people, but you need to listen to the Holy Spirit, because you don't want to be cheated, to be taken advantage of. People can come and take advantage of you, because they think that you walk by only faith. But actually, the Bible say walk by faith in God, not in man. You have to understand that. Okay, don't feel guilty if people ask you for money and the Holy Spirit tell you don't give. Do you know why? Because we have limited resources, we have limited amount of money. That same amount of money can give to the mission to do something else that is producing the fruit for the kingdom of God. But if you give to the evil people, they're gonna go out gambling. And drink and waste that money away. So after I learned this lesson, I'm not easy to be cheated anymore. I will listen to the Holy Spirit when people come and cry in front of me, try to show, "Oh, I'm in trouble. Please give me." I will say, "Yeah, I will pray for you. I loved you, but I'm sorry. I'd rather spend that money for something else." But if the Holy Spirit speak to me, just give that person. I will do. I will obey. Amen. Are you learning something? Those evil people are not sent by God. They are sent by demon to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The devil is working overtime to send people to you too. So you should be able to discern by the leading of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Trust God and listen to God. When people walk in, and the pastor said, "Don't trust people easily." You can love people, but don't trust people easily. How can we know who we can trust? Who can tell you who we can trust? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will tell you trust that person. Don't trust that person. That person walking all the time in my church. People walking with diploma from the Bible school and say, Pastor Lau, you know I'm a reverend so and so. I know Greek and Hebrew. You need to let me preach in this church. You need to let me do something in this church. You need to appoint me to be pastor. And the Holy Spirit told me, "No, no, no." But he caught the scripture. He know the Hebrews and the Greek, and he come backing me all the time. Can I teach in your church? I am very knowledgeable of the Bible. And the Holy Spirit told me, "No, no, no." Many months later, I find out that. He was committing adultery with somebody. Wow! You see, if I just look at him, look at her, and I judge by what I see, I am in trouble. That's why you need to be led by the Holy Spirit all the time, and listen to the Holy Spirit. Amen. The voice of the Holy Spirit was so real to Peter. Is the voice of the Holy Spirit real to you? I hope so. Acts chapter 16, 6-7. Now when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. After they had come to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. Wow, these apostles were making some ministry plan 
to go to different city to plant church and to preach the gospel and make disciple, and they plan to go to a city in Asia, and the Holy Spirit say, "No, don't go to that city. Go to another place." Sometimes the Holy Spirit will tell you, "Don't get involved." Sometimes you start some project, you already plan well. You're so smart. You plan this, and in the beginning of the project, you heard a voice, "Quit." Back off, and don't get involved. I never forgot that experience of my life. I've got a phone call from the emergency room from Overlake Hospital. I was on call. This is about maybe 15 or 10 years ago. A phone call come in and say, "Dr. Lau, we have a lady here who becoming paralyzed from the chest down. She came into this emergency room about five hours ago." She kept getting worse, and she is being paralyzed right now, losing all the motor function. Could you please come in? You are the neurosurgeon on call. When I pick up the phone, I was thinking, "Yeah, I can take care of this." Yeah, dollars. The dollars come out into my eyes. Dollars. I can send bill to Premier Blue Cross or Regions Company. I gonna get good income. By taking care of this patient, but I heard the voice of the Holy Spirit, no, 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 and I say why? I was arguing with the Holy Spirit in that second. I say why? I am on call. I should take care of this patient, and God say no, no, no. I told the emergency room doctor, I'm sorry, I felt that I cannot handle this case. Could you please send the patient to Harborview Hospital? They can handle better than me. I have the right to do that because if anything I cannot handle, I have the right to send to another hospital because I work in the private hospital. The patient was sent to Harborview. One year later, I got a letter from a lawyer, and that patient make a lawsuit to everyone at the Overlake Hospital except me because I am not involved with the case. The reason the lawyer want to meet me because they wanted to interview me. What's going on on that phone call? But I was out of the hook. Can you imagine if I operate on that patient? I'm gonna face lawsuit. The patient will sue me too because my name is in the chart, the hospital chart. The Holy Spirit saved me. He said, "No, no, no." I have to say no, no, no as well. When you heard the Holy Spirit speaking to this apostle and say, "You must not go to that city. You go to that city," then you may argue, but Jesus say, "Go all over the world and preach the gospel to all the nations." We all go all over the world. You need to understand this. Okay, listen carefully. This is important. We go all over the world. We mean the body of Christ, not you. You go to where God sent you. The reason is, many places in the world are not ready for you. Many places in the world will reject you, but other places in the world will welcome you and listen to you. That's why I never force myself to go to any place. Because if I go to the place where people don't accept me, I will waste my time. 
my energy and money. I need to go wherever God sent me, because He knows better than me that the people in that city need my anointing, need my gifts. The people in that city will welcome my teaching and my ministry. I will not just plan my own ministry. I need to listen to the Holy Spirit. Where to go? Where God want me to minister to people? Amen. And again, God spoke to me without audible voice. It's inside here, in here. Don't do that. Do that. This is right. This is wrong. These people don't trust. These people work with them. These people stay away from them. They're gonna rip you off. He is a wonderful spirit. We need to understand how to work with him, how to be led by him, and know him. He is another helper. He is like Jesus on earth today in every one of us. He is another helper in you. Amen. And if he say don't go, we don't go. And he is with you forever. The Holy Spirit is in you all the time. Everyone say all the time. Until you die, and in heaven too, He is with you forever. The Spirit of God will be with you all the time. You can call on Him all the time, anytime, night and day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, anytime He can call upon Him and talk to Him. Amen. At this point of my life, after being a Christian for 34 years. I have learned. I have made so many mistakes in my life. I tell you the truth. I make so many mistakes. I look back. And most of the mistakes I did was that I planned my own life. I have my own smartness and intellectual ability to plan and to think and to do things myself. And a few years later, I paid the price. Now I learned that I am not smart enough to run this ministry. I'm not smart enough to be a good husband, to be a good doctor. I need the Holy Spirit all the time. I need to ask Him for advice and counsel and leading all day long. I am not smart enough to do that. Proverbs chapter 3, 5 to 7 say, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your path. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Please don't let the hate lead you. Please don't let the pressure of man lead you. Please don't let any man's opinion lead you. Yes, definitely. We, as a church, we work together as a team. This is how we work. The Holy Spirit speak to you. The Holy Spirit speak to me. And when the Holy Spirit speak, it's going to be the same message, the same direction. Amen? If God speak to you, He's going to speak to me the same thing. When we flow together by the leading of the Holy Spirit in the whole church, the pastor needs to be spirit-led. The leaders, the elders, need to be spirit-led. The members need to be spirit-led. And we flow together by the leading of the Holy Spirit together. If we cannot agree, let's go back home and pray and seek the leading of the Holy Spirit together. We're going to flow together in unity. And in 
developing this lifestyle, I'm gonna end here. We need to make a decision. I'm gonna get to know the Holy Spirit. He is a divine person. I will recognize Him. I will acknowledge Him. He is with me. I'm aware of Him, and I make a decision to yield to respond to Him all the time. Why we are developing this lifestyle? Believe me, we will make some mistakes. Because we hear the wrong voice, it's our own voice. We may hear the voice of the enemy, but we misunderstood that it was from the Holy Spirit. We cannot make some mistakes. Believe me, no one is perfect. I make mistake, you make mistake. But after you make mistake, you follow the wrong voice. It doesn't mean that you have to quit the church, quit being a Christian, and stop reading the Bible and stop following the Holy Spirit. You just repent, admit your fault. And say, God, I'm sorry. I mess it up. I blow it. I make mistake. God, forgive me. Start all over again. As you do this, the learning process is about sometimes making mistake. If you never make mistake in your life, it means you never do anything. If you do something, all the time you're going to make some mistake. So when you follow the Holy Spirit and you make some mistake, you follow the wrong voice. Don't condemn yourself. Just say, God, sorry. I miss it, so from now on, I'm gonna listen to you. And the same way, if you come out to prophesize on the microphone, and I say to you, I believe your prophecy is wrong. You should not get mad at me, and leave the church because the Bible says we need to judge the word of prophecy by the word of God. Every prophecy must be judged. If you tell me something that you are doing something. And I see that it's not biblical, and the pastor and the elder warn you and correct you. Don't be so prideful. Admit your fault. You are wrong. You are not right. Please repent instead of fighting and leaving the church. That is pride. Amen. Thank God that somebody is there to correct you. Amen. So in this church, no question. If you do something wrong, we're g o i n g to correct you. We are not allowing you to do anything bad in this church. Many years ago, a group of people tried to prophesy in our church that Jesus gonna come back in 1989. And when I heard that, I called this lady in. This is not prophecy. This is from the demon. And eventually, we have to ask her to leave the church because she did not listen to me. And now, year 2016, Jesus has not come back yet. You see, we have to be careful. We need to judge every words of prophecy. Amen, Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. How many people say I will develop the life of spirit-led living? How many people say I'm gonna yield to the Holy Spirit? How many people say, "Forgive me, I have made mistake in the past"? How many people have made mistakes? Raise your hand up. I'm one of them. Listen to the wrong voice. Follow my own head. And make mistake, mess it up. Okay, from now on, we're gonna grow and develop, and we're gonna make less and less mistakes. Amen. Let us make a decision to be spirit-led disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are not carnal or flesh-led, feeling-led, emotion-led, circumstance-led. We will not be pressure-led, but we're gonna be spirit-led Christians.
Amen. Tomorrow we're gonna learn more about being led by the Holy Spirit. Morning and evening service. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you so much for teaching your people, Lord, the truth in the Bible. You help us to understand. You train us, Lord, to be stronger believer, to be mature, from glory to glory, to attain to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We don't want to be baby Christians. We want to be mature Christians, sons and daughters of God, who are led by Your Holy Spirit, Lord. Lord, we thank you so much that from today on we will develop, we will grow in this area, and we all will be effective and fruitful for the kingdom of God. We thank you so much in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Thank you.